information. Uh, you'll be pleased to hear I'm going to be brief. I have, I've never really liked graduation speeches in which uh, old men or women tell you that everything in the future belongs to you and you're going to be fine. <laughs> I don't know that that's true. Uh, I don't think people my age know how to tell you how to deal with what's coming your way. For instance, I'm a novelist and a historian. I do a lot of research. I do it by digging through books and taking notes. Uh, they tell me that on a computer nowadays you can get your information by punching a button. Uh, it's been my experience that the easier time I had learning anything, the sooner it evaporates out of my mind. So that bothers me some. And it implies more or less that your index finger is more important than your brain. I don't like that either. But you, your future is there waiting for you. And the only thing I have to tell you that's of serious import is the word graduation is often used. Commencement is a much better word. You don't really learn anything in school except the almighty thing of learning how to learn. When you finish, you're ready to start your true education, which you learn for yourself, not by the guidance of teachers, but through digging out the facts and arriving at character developments that you are pointed toward by your own conscience and by, unfortunately, the genes you inherit. But I hope you'll bear in mind that an education is simply a thing that tells you how to learn what you're going to learn after you finish being required to learn things. That's when the real test is coming on you, and it's where it will determine what you amount to in this, uh, to me, rather confusing world that you're fixing to face. Uh, they, they tell me there's a question and answer thing, and I'll be glad, if I can, to deal with anything you might ask me. I'm about half deaf, so I'll have to have an interpreter, probably, if there are any questions. If you would go to the microphones, there's uh, one in each aisle. At least I see one here. I'm not sure about that aisle. <laughs> there we go, this young man here. Hi, I'm John Katz. I'm from New York. Uh, I was wondering why you chose to write uh, Civil War. I mean, it sounds like you're from the South, but uh, uh, why that as opposed to another war or something like that? What about interest you? Why did you write about the Civil War as opposed to another war? I grew up in Mississippi. Uh, when history happens in your backyard, you're inclined to be interested in it. Uh, my great-grandfather commanded Noxubee Cavalry at Shiloh, so it was an in-family thing. Uh, the Civil War, I firmly believe, is the point at which this nation decided what it was going to be and how it was going to go about being it. Uh, we had some great sins on our soul that the Civil War helped heal. Uh, slavery, for instance, is, a, is a, a, a sin from which we perhaps will never recover. But a million and 95,000 men were casualties in a war that managed to do away with slavery. It was followed, unfortunately, by another great sin called emancipation. Uh, I don't want you to think by that that I don't think emancipation was a good thing. What I argue with is the way it was done. They told four million people, two-thirds of whom couldn't read or write, 
hit the road, you are free. That is a thing that you wouldn't do today. There should have been some kind of preparation. There should have been all kind of things done at the time of announcing this, and they didn't. And they soon faded back into society under a system that was very close to peonage down in my part of the country. It was called sharecropping. And they still got no decent education, uh, any of the things that make you uh, able to be a good citizen. So uh, American history is absolutely amazing in its combination uh, of glory and shame. It's one of the things that makes it so interesting. Uh, they, they keep talking about politicians are slick. You should really look back into the Civil War if you want to find some slick politicians. And one of the slickest of them all was Abraham Lincoln. For the good side, you see, there's this mix-up between things in American history, and you'll always run into that. We're such a multiplied people. Uh, things like the, the Know Nothing Party, which was established in hatred of, of foreigners coming to this country. They don't begin to know what this country is all about. Its, its strength is in its combination of many cultures. Uh, so the Civil War interested me for all these personal reasons, as well, I think, for being a subject worth anybody's full attention, let alone mine. Sure. Hello, my name is Victoria Shannon, and I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. And my question is, um, it was mentioned that it took 20 years for this trilogy to be written. How were you able to stay dedicated and focused during all that time? I was able to stay dedicated because I enjoyed myself the whole time. There's no happier thing in a writer's life in a period of time where when at night he puts his head on the pillow, looking forward to getting up and getting to his desk the next morning. I had that for 20 years. It was glorious to have. Uh, it, it's the good thing about being an artist, a creative person of almost any type. You, you make it up out of research or memory or some God-given gift for language, and uh, you're apt to be a happy man in the middle of all your miseries. I was talking about how confusing the American political and, and war scene. And, uh, the, the artist scene is wilder than that. It's, it's all mixed up with, uh, I hate this damn work, I hate this work, and all the time you love it. It's a very strange business. So those, <laughs> those of you who are going into the arts in any form, uh, you've got a lot of bumps down the road for you. Thank you. Sure. Hi, I'm Diana Townsend Butterworth from New York City, and I was wondering if you thought of Charles Frazier as a kindred spirit. Um, he spent a lot of time researching his book, Cold Mountain, and if you have read that, what you think of it, especially in light of the amount of historical detail around the time of the Civil War that's used. It, it, what was the author's name I missed out? Charles Frazier, and the book Ch is Cold Mountain. Charles Frazier, who wrote Cold Mountain, do you feel a kindred spirit with him and his work? I do. Charles Frazier's a friend of mine, so it's easy to feel he's a kindred spirit. But uh, that's a good book he wrote on the Civil War. Uh, he does a thing that uh, I admire greatly. He writes about a period, but he doesn't parade a bunch of historical characters across the scene and tell you what they were thinking. Uh, uh, General Lee takes your hero, Private So-and-so, aside to give him a little advice about his love life and that kind of thing. <laughs> He, he doesn't do that, and I don't like 
some half-assed writer telling me what Robert E. Lee was thinking while those men are going across the field. Uh, so I like I like Frazier and his book. Thank you.